Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. We have a special episode today featuring an interview between the deal maker who structured the transaction and the owners who sold the business. We'll get right to it after we hear from our sponsor, Sunbelt Business Advisors. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today with Brad Peterson, professional advisor with Sunbelt Business Advisors who's a former business owner himself and the recipient of such awards as the Torch Award and Rookie of the Year with Sunbelt. Congratulations on those awards, Brad. And you're here today with your clients, Janet and Keith McCarty. And I welcome all three of you to Poised for Exit. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us, Julie. Absolutely. I'll just let you take it from here. All right. It's good to see you again, Janet. You too. Well, let's just dive right in um, I think we should get started by um, just can you give us a little background on, on how you started the business and uh, what drove you to become a business owner? Uh, it kind of happened by accident, actually. I started um, as an office manager for a commercial window company and knew nothing about QuickBooks, but it was really easy for me to use their software. And I started telling people, it's so intuitive. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, what? No way. Um, so I just started answering questions and helping people out. And then uh through this part-time job, I was able to also do the bookkeeping for other people. And eventually I just worked myself out of that job because so many people needed help. And I didn't realize that was the case. Uh, And then I just worked from home and then it just kept growing. Wow. Great. That's a great story. So when did, uh, when did Keith get involved? (laughs) Um, He worked a corporate job for 29 years and then he started about three and a half years ago with me, um, just wanting a shift and a change for him. And we thought, wow, why don't we work on our own business that we have that's growing? Um, and he's much more organized than I am. He's a process man. So he came in and kind of took this fly by the seat of my pants and organized us a little bit better. So he was the last three and a half years. You guys made a good team. So yes, yes. I, I remember uh, 
the first time we met uh, last spring. I'm sure you remember that as well. Yes. Um, do you remember the, the first thing that you asked me when we met? I didn't think that we had a business that was sellable. Um, we, we had no assets, we had no building or property or anything like that. And so in, initially it was like, is this even something that can be sold? So we started from ground zero. What made you decide to move forward and list the business when you did decide? It was something we'd thought about for a while. Um, and then when you actually said it was an option, it was a possibility that made us think even more about, do we want to stay in this or um, do we want to get out now? And I think it was, you know, like kind of a source of it, course of events. We went on some road trips with some flexibility as business owners. Um, and then we were coming home from one and we just said, why are we going back to the office? Why aren't we doing more of these fun things while we're still young and healthy? And I think the pandemic really brought that to the forefront. Life short, you just don't know. So um, you told us we could do it. So we said, all right, let's call Brad. Let's pull the trigger. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, and we got uh, we got going pretty quick. I'm sure you had certain expectations of what the, the process was going to be like. Um, can you maybe give me a little bit on what was, what, what it was different about it and uh, what you expected? Uh, it was crazy different, really. We, we thought, okay, well, we'll, we'll give you a call and we'll start the process. And maybe, you know, within six months or a year, there would be a buyer and we would sell the company. You know, we, we thought it would be a slow moving process. And um, then when we said, all right, let's go for it. Uh, the fire hose opened. It was so crazy. And Brad, you did an amazing job helping us through that. So um, just kind of the numbers we put together in um, eight days, we did 13 interviews with prospective buyers I couldn't think, couldn't breathe, had no idea what to do. Um, and we finally told Brad, stop, whatever you're doing, just stop, because I don't want to talk to another person. And because of the, the nature of our business being virtual, we talked to people all across the country. It was, it was pretty amazing. Uh, again, Zoom helped that tremendously to do face-to-face -face meetings. Um, and then Brad was really, you were able to, nope, you don't want to talk to these people at all. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Process of elimination, maybe, huh? I like to, I like to say I, I, I try to help vet the buyers before I bring them to you. Yeah. Make sure that they're, they're a good match. Yeah, that's it. So then mm -hmm. we just said, stop. We, we'd had enough. <laughs> and, and what was cool about that is we got to choose our buyer. We didn't. It wasn't just one person and then we let it go off to who knows where. We really got to ask some good questions about who the buyer would be. And you feel uh, good about that buyer. Yeah, I'll just add real quick. Brad interviewed us and understood what our goals were for selling the business, who would be a good fit. And then he worked hard to make sure that he presented us with buyers that fit our need. You know, we were very concerned about our employees it was important for our employees to be taken care of after the sale. We were super concerned about our customers, that they would get the same level of service, that they would mm -hmm. they would just continue, they would be 
transparent to them that they had the new owners. And he really looked out for us to ensure that he got a good match for us. And then during the process to, to figure out which one was going to fit, he was advising us to go, well, this is, this is this and this is that and really helped us focus in from 13 down to three. Well, I think that that uh, is one of the most important um, value factors when it comes to working with somebody like Brad, because obviously he's not just transaction minded. He was looking out for your best interests and for the legacy that you wanted to leave with your company. So now here you are like, I, I don't know when you guys closed though. When did you actually close on the business? The end of October. End of October. So not that long ago. We're in mm-hmm. February right now. Yeah. Um, so four months and you are consulting for the new owner. Is that right, Janet? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's going well. It is. It, it's, it'll keep my, my head in the game a little bit and it's the training that I love to do. So that's mm-hmm. a fun part. Not Fantastic. all the responsibility part. Fantastic. I'll, I'll take it back to you, Brad. Yeah. So when, uh, after we, we met with the 13 people, we drew the line in the sand and said, okay, that's enough. Um, <laughs> do you remember how many offers we ended up getting? I feel like they all, I thought you had more that had made offers that we didn't meet with, but I, we had at least the offers of who we talked to. We officially had 11 written offers. We wow. had a couple of verbals as well, but we, mm. we weren't counting those. Um, so then once we had those offers, um, do you want to describe the process of, of how you decided on narrowing it down and picking the one that you did? Well, I was taking notes through each of the calls that we did. Um, we met with some people live who were local here. Um, and we really tried to kind of keep asking the same questions. And, and like Keith said, it was about our our employees and our clients who is going to just continue doing what we did, because that's what got us to that point. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it was, uh, you had to help some Brad and Keith because I was way too emotional sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but to really say, okay, of these people, who do we have the best feel for? Who do we think is going to continue? Like you said, Julie, that legacy of what we started um, and based on the notes, because we started getting a little fuzzy, even who we talked to and when. Sure. Um, some were very easy to nope, that's not going to work um, just for different things that they had planned. Um, but it was then it was just that almost down to the nitty gritty of what did we feel about each of the um, prospects. And um, ultimately, you made a decision, picked one. And uh, I guess what uh, was there a major factor that made you decide on him specifically or that company? More so than the other three, I guess I'm saying more from not from the 11 offers, but when we were down to three between those three, what made you go with the one you did go with? Uh, we Keith and I both really connected with him in the times that we met um, and felt like, wow, he's younger. He's got the energy to take this to the next level. Um, he was well recommended to just some background information that we knew. And then um we just really connected with him and he sent us a letter after he met with us. Like, thank you for your time. I'm really excited about your business. Um, <laughs> he was an elk hunter and then that got Keith all, all right, we're going with that one. <laughs> no. um, just a lot of commonalities and just a great person in general. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll add real quick. He, he had a plan for the business too, not only to help the current number of customers, but he, he shared with us his goal on how to grow the business and how he could use synergy between what we did and his current business and how kind of some things overlapped. Uh, so it gave us a good feel that he would keep going and would keep growing. And you liked the ideas that he presented for growth strategy. Yeah, correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Other mm-hmm. other buy, potential buyers did not delve into that a lot. So we just sure. felt that they were sucking our customer base into what they currently had. And they were just going to chew them up where he had a real good vision that kind of fit. Could, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Would it be all right? Yeah, sure. He, just, you know, in, in our discussions, you know, we understood what his current business wa- is and how he would, in you know, envelop our clients and our structure into his. And he had some resources that would help augment some services that he could supply that we couldn't supply. We didn't have that skill set. Mm-hmm. And he was already thinking about that and pulling in some other people that would help him grow the number of services he could offer to our clients and then continue to grow the business through through a different channel that we we didn't have that expertise. Wonderful. And so uh, for our listeners to clarify, I know you talked in the beginning, Janet, that it was a um, an online, was it online bookkeeping services? Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine how much the pandemic impacted the growth <laughs> of your business, right? Yeah. 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 And, and that's not going to go away. That isn't uh, an anomaly. I think that yeah. you know everyone has become accustomed to working online, doing services online, meeting online. Um, not that we can't have a hybrid and meet in person once in a while, after all, we are human beings, but <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to professional services, I think that many of us have just become accustomed to uh, paying for and then companies delivering services that way. So I just think everything that you did to prepare yourself um, even though not knowing that this was coming was brilliant. It it did fall into place just right. And I think mm-hmm. some of the other, like some of the training and conferences that we'd been to the last several years, um, I think just prior to Keith starting with me, we had learned about, um, it's called value pricing. So the value yes. of our service. Yes. Um, and so we drastically began to change how we were billing people. And still maintaining kind of that Midwest pricing, whether they were on the East Coast or the West Coast, wherever they were, it just allowed us to be really affordable. And then the word of mouth from there, you know, well, Mm -hmm. it's easy. You just call her and you connect and you go. So that was kind of fun to see it happen. Very cool. I have, um, I'm familiar with value-based pricing. Um, and I, I'm not sure, you know, there's probably people out there listening to the show who are not. So could you just give us a thumbnail sketch on value pricing? Sure. So mm-hmm. when I first started, I tracked every single minute that I did and I yes. billed an hourly rate and it drove me absolutely nuts. Billing was the worst part of the month um, to have to do that. And then I did some, as this value pricing became known kind of in the accounting industry, it's mm-hmm. how much value do you provide to your client? So it might be an hour and would that be $95 an hour? Great, but it's worth three or $400 to them to not have um, somebody in the office or to not have the overhead of a part-time employee or things like that, that all Mm -hmm. factor in. And generally after a phone call with like a prospective client, 
they would understand that value. They would see what we were going to do for them, the headaches that we were going to take away. And they're like, okay, double it. Well, whatever it takes. So um, there's value in what we did. Initially, I didn't realize that. Oh, absolutely. Plus the amount of risk that you're mitigating. Yes. Right. I mean, that, how do you ever even calculate, you know, the, the savings um, and saving your client from taking undue risk? Right. Uh, it's kind of like the, the flip side of how do you calculate lost opportunity? Yeah. Pretty, pretty tough to do that too. Right. But we know yeah. that it's real. It's everyone's real. experienced. We probably all have experienced both. And, and so, yeah, the value of what you bring to the table, regardless of what you charge um, by the hour, I mean, that's kind of, obviously there's going to be a charge, but I mean, um, it's, it's pretty tough to calculate the value of what you bring, but I'm sure that you did a good job of it. It was easy in a conversation. And again, I didn't realize how easy it was for me and how hard it was for the general um, sole proprietor or entrepreneur who started a business with a passion they had had no idea they'd have to add in office manager and bookkeeper and payroll clerk and tax filer. They didn't know all of that was behind what they wanted to start out as a business. Well, I think that's great um, to, to have you be there to guide them through that and to help them kind of think through, does this make sense for us? Brad, I have a question for you. So how long did you know Keith and Janet and what was it that helped you to decide that they were a good fit for you as a client? Well, I happened to have known Janet for a little while before that, um, connected through the Chamber of Commerce. But I knew she had a great business. I don't know if she knew she had the great business. But um, when, I, when I did my value assessment, um, you know, I looked into to what the numbers were and, and I thought it, it, had, it had a good chance of selling very quickly and for probably a little bit over market just because of the virtual aspect of it. And the fact that, uh, you know, the reviews that rave reviews and, and, you know, exceptional reputation. So Mm -hmm. um, I was really excited. I kind of had to tamper my excitement because I don't generally want to, you know, set too high expectations, but I I was, I was anticipating that we would have a, a lot of action on this and ultimately we did. And it was really really fun. And it was a great experience. I mean, Janet and Keith were absolutely wonderful to work with. And um, I think uh, we, we built a little bit of a friendship out of it as well. Isn't that great? Yeah, I think that when it comes to working with a trusted advisor, Janet and Keith, I'm sure that you can attest to this now, especially after the fact um, that it's worth its weight in gold. Uh, because you, you know, it doesn't keep you up at night. You know, Brad's got your back. Um, you saw eye to eye. You were a good match in terms of your relationship, and you still are. And I think that's a really good measuring stick, especially for the business owners out there who are thinking about uh, doing something in the future, maybe in the near future, selling your business or buying another business. Having an advisor that you really feel a connection with is everything, especially now, right? So, uh, Brad, I'm going to take it back to you. Do you have any other uh, final questions for Keith and Janet? Um, well, I last question I had was, uh, how's, since, since you sold, how have you been spending your time and, and what have you been up to? Okay, so November was crazy because of the transition and calling each of the clients and the introduction. And December really quieted down. I thought we'd be busier still in that transition. Um, December quieted down, and now January and February, 
I'm so busy volunteering. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, because that's where my heart is all the time anyway. So um, I've been doing a lot of that. Keith, you want to? Yeah, we, we had the opportunity to go to Florida, you know, from the Midwest here. We really yep. never went south to experience no snow. Uh, so that was kind of fun to take, take some time to go do that. We've got a trip planned to go to Israel here next month, uh, extended, extended trip, kind of once in a lifetime deal. So that's exciting. Uh, I've just been poking around, working on the house. Ice fishing. Yeah, ice fishing. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that sounds like a great life. And I am so happy that you could be on the show today and share your story with us. Uh, one final thing that I would just like to ask you uh, for the benefit of our listeners, is there anything that you would recommend uh, for business owners out there who are thinking about selling lessons learned, um, anything that you'd like to share with our listeners about selling a business? I Like you said already, Julie, it's having an advisor who knows what they're doing. There's no mm-hmm. way we could have decided to do this and done it on our own. Um, the resources that we, that Brad has available to him yeah. were amazing. And it was, it's just so worth it to not like we just, we kept working and doing like planning to be selling and he was out there getting it all organized for us. So I, I would never do it on my own. Absolutely not. Fantastic advice. It really is. And for our listeners, you will be able to find this episode and all other episodes on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also order a copy of my book. Please do share this episode with your friends and colleagues. I'm sure that they will enjoy it. And again, thank you, Janet. Thank you, Keith. And thank you, Brad, for being on the show. It was a fantastic interview. Thanks, Julie. All right. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much.